exactly. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the podcast, My Journey Home. It's been a while since I recorded the podcast because I've been trying to get my ass to Europe from Central America without using fossil fuel. It has been going so-so. I did get my ass from Panama to Florida out of all places. So right now I'm sitting sweating like a pig in the front cabin of a 40-foot catch, two-masts, a Polish boat. And um, we're here on an emergency stop. The captain of this boat has an infected foot and it's right now, as we speak, getting pumped with antibiotics on the hospital here. It's been a quite a journey since I spoke to you last time through this podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's start with our normal routine, which is to breed together. So wherever you are, straighten your spine and inhale with me now. One, two, three, four, and hold it at the top. Exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four, and hold it at the top. Exhale, one, two, three, four. Thanks for doing that on behalf of everyone and everything I think presentness is where all the juicy good stuff in life come from, comes from and it can come from just taking two conscious breaths breaths together so thanks on behalf of everything I jumped on this boat it's called Samsara in Panama with Captain Yuyu who I spoke to you about earlier Polish captain looks kind of like Jack Sparrow has rasta hair and is about to sail towards Spain where his son is living with his Spanish mom and uh, we we had a lot of things to fix I can tell you that uh, the boat is around 30 years old and every day there were things to fix and fix and fix and so on this boat there's three words you are not allowed to say the H word the P word and the B word because on this boat you're not hating anything and there is no problems there's only solutions and there is nothing, nothing ever breaks according to Captain Yuyu. It's either mal malfunctioning or it's completely fucked, basically. <laughs> and um, I'm actually very glad that, that he has those rules on this boat because if it wasn't for that, I think first couple of weeks when we were fixing this boat before departure would be a nightmare because there was things breaking and the to-do list of doing before departure 
was just getting longer and longer every day even though we were doing plenty of stuff fixing 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 all the time um, but I sort of got into the groove and you know waking up and seeing solutions and solutions are good vibrational energy so like I was happy I was up the mast pretty much every day fixing something changing some lines putting up some new blocks there's two masts on this boat if you listen to my second podcast you know that my first experience on fixing this boat was a near-death experience when my uh, harness broke and a uh, good thing I had one extra but uh, uh, yeah so I've been up in the mast and I've been down at the bottom scrubbing the boat of all the shit that had been growing on it after months of sitting in the marina so I'm happy about that that we're not allowed to use the P word or the B word or the H word on this boat and through my my adventures up in the mast and underneath the boat I sort of saw an opportunity an opportunity to to rename myself and it might sound crazy, but I've always had this dream of having a cool nickname. I never never really had that. And so my favorite, favorite animal in the world is a puffin. And a puffin is a, a bird that only lives up north in the Nordics or on Iceland or northern, northern Norway or northern Canada. And it can swim down to 30 meters. And my freediving record is 32 meters. And, and also really good flyer like he f- puffins flies really well hunts for fish and so I sort of proposed to the guys on the crew that my new nickname should be puffin now that I'm working so much up in the mast and underneath the boat and it was something that worked but I would regret later on and I think I'm going to come to that later but it was cool for the first two weeks they called me Puffin. And after delays and delays of fixing this boat, we finally departed from the harbor Linton Bay Marina in Panama with the crew of four people. Me, or like Captain Yuyu, who is a Rasta, Rasta man who's sailing for love from Poland all the way to Spain to see his son. Or like come live with his son basically. Genaro from Colombia, the handyman who doesn't speak a lot, but it's sailing to discover a new continent in Europe. He has never been outside Colombia or Panama, and now he's about to discover something completely new. And Björn, who's also Swedish, curly hair, likes to bake bread, and is traveling with the wind. He's hitchhiking and also decided that he didn't want to fly. All of which are very connected to their minds. During the three weeks that we've been spending sailing on this boat. I've been introducing the idea of oneness. And soulful love. And I um, have spoken about it in a way like trying to explain like during some couple of dinners we had. 
sunsets and sunsets and sunrises. And we got into these deeper discussions. You can imagine if you spend three weeks on a boat just seeing ocean with three other guys, you get into you get deep into the discussions. At one point I was trying to explain oneness to them because they fully believe that they are separated separated. And saying that it's like love is like yogurt ice cream. You know? When you walk into a yogurt ice cream shop, there's always the same blissful, sweet yogurt ice cream that tastes heavenly. That's like love. And then life, for us humans, is like the topping. You could choose kiwis, you can choose strawberries, you can choose blueberries, you can choose cookies, you can choose chocolate cream on, or whatever you want to choose, you can put it on. And, you know, these guys are all 40 plus, right? And I'm this little guy that is currently called Puffin, 25 years old, talking about love a lot. And we started sailing. I got impetigo, which is a rash uh, of bladders. And um, uh, it itched a lot, a lot. And I had to wash myself at least two times a day to try and like not make it so much itchy. And here's why I got to regret choosing my nickname Puffin, because after two weeks they started calling me Muffin instead because they thought that my way of looking at life is very sweet and since I wash myself all the time they started calling me Princess Muffin so now my nickname is apparently Princess Muffin to be honest at first I didn't really like it felt didn't feel awesome to be called Princess Muffin um, but recently I've become friends with the nickname and sort of owning it, owning it so now I call myself Princess Muffin why, why it is challenging is because when you're on a boat with three other guys that doesn't share the way you look upon this world it's challenging and I'm sitting here sweating in a this is, is what I want to share with you in this podcast but I because because I'm, I feel extremely convinced that love is the cure for everything in this world. And understanding that we are all one. We are connected. We're the same freaking atoms. It's, it's just a matter of energies. E- energies that keeps our, my water bottle together. It's the same kind of atoms that keeps my body together. And so with people around me not agreeing at all to my ideas and thoughts that I know can be quite extreme to some people. And I respect that. I'm not saying like, you have to believe this. I'm saying this is what I believe. But it makes makes it harder for me to sit here and share it with you. <laughs> to be honest, I'm sitting here with a water bottle in front of me and I've written like motivational thoughts like, vulnerability like humble love 
determination. Or what, what have I written here? I'll read it. Humble love, determination, presence, self-love. And then I, I painted a heart with the earth inside of it. I can't paint, it doesn't look very good. And I, I kind of like was trying to get as pumped and excited as possible. I was drinking coffee, I was dancing, I was singing to add myself to try and share. My, start sharing my thoughts again because I've been low on confidence, to be honest guys. To share, keep sharing in this podcast. But here I am again after a message my friend Daniel sent to me that my other podcasts really touched him uh, deeply, profoundly, thinking that I have to keep, keep sharing, keep being vulnerable, keep loving myself and keep, keep choosing love because the only it's the only way I see sailing was both challenging and extremely blissful we got out on the ocean and the wind sort of died and we agreed I agreed with Captain Yu that we weren't going to use the engine unless it was for safety reasons because of what he believed in and also that I want to do this journey fossil free, right? So we sat in the same place basically for four days. All I downloaded around 30 books to stay like to, to read on my phone before departure. And for some freaking reason, all of those 30 books got deleted. And so I didn't have anything to distract myself with. And after the four days of no wind, there came a night with a lot of, lot of wind. And if you've been watching my stories, you know that we have, we've had four chickens on board. And during those, that stormy night, we actually lost a chicken. So we only have three chickens now. And we got four or five huge rips in the mainsail. So the second day we had wind, but we didn't have a mainsail, so it wasn't moving very fast. So I had to learn how to sew. And during that day, I was sewing the mainsail for around six hours, sitting in the front while we were moving, while like in the waves, like. And during that day, sitting and just sewing, like dish, 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 not thinking about anything else but sewing. It became very meditative. I experienced a new kind of happiness that I've never experienced before. And it was, instead of feeling it in my heart or in my head or in my body where I like, I want to dance, I want to move, I want to sing or I want to like say something or just like be, well, express my love. Uh, I felt it more like in my bones, like in the core of who I am. And I was extremely content just sitting and watching the ocean and the waves being touched by the wind. I was just smiling. I was just sitting there for the entire day of sewing the mainsail. My hands were taped with silver tape because sails are like it's not it's like quite 
thick and hard fabric, right? So my fingers were taped and and <laughs> hurting. I had quite a lot of blisters. My impetigo blisters were also itching still. But still some what I would call be I would call it something like beingness. Just being. Being content with just being. And that is something that I'm curious to explore more during the next couple of months that we will be spending on the ocean if we ever get from Fort Lauderdale. Because what happened after that was we find a life raft in the middle of the ocean with lines lying down and beneath the lines was so much fish, so much, so much fish, like hundreds. There were sharks, there were groupers, there were jacks, there were all kinds of different fish. There were uh, these uh, big-headed fishes that is called um, a dolphin fish, I think. And yeah, plenty of different fish. And so we started fishing, like one after the other, like poof, 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 got up like 21 jacks, like filled the whole freaking fridge. And then when we were leaving, I got a big fish on the hook. It's called... What, what kind of fish is it called? It's called... It's one of those big fishes. looks like they have a huge fort, and I can't remember the name right now. But I got it up on deck, and it was flipping, 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 and Captain Yuyu was going to grab it, and all of a sudden, dish, he had the whole fishing hook through his leg. Boom. Whole fishing hook through his leg, and it was pointing out but then it got in again you know how a fishing hook looks like it's like uh, it's supposed to go in the fish and then get stuck and that's what happened in his leg so what he did which was extremely crazy to me he just took it and like boom pushed like he pierced his own skin and got the hook out the other way I grabbed the pliers and cut it off so we could pull it out so he had like two holes in his leg we tried to clean it the best we could but after two days of sailing from like outside of key west between key west and cuba getting up in front of miami it got very infected so we had to call the coast guard and they came up with a 50 foot huge boat dropped the dinghy and like five doctors come aboard on the boat checked it out we got like a waiver even though we had like chickens on board we were in Colombia no one had American visas nothing we got picked up by a police car drove into customs it was a crazy crazy day uh, from starting at like five o'clock with my night watch cruising downwind in the Gulf Stream to ending up at like two o'clock sitting and waiting in the hospital in Fort Lauderdale that's where we are right now in Fort Lauderdale and um, four or five days we've been here now and Captain is still getting pumped by antibiotics because the bacteria that he has in his foot is the worst, worst ones. And um, we don't we don't know when we're gonna leave. And again it's an extreme patience practice, not knowing. Being stuck in between the plasticness that I am experiencing in Fort Lauderdale. Um on the beach here is like Miami Beach style and not really getting any energy uh, from from my surroundings I'm feeling lonely and challenged to be honest
and the hurricane season is is pretty much here right now so uh, I'm not sure what to do or where if we're gonna sail or not or if he's gonna get out of the hospital right now we're waiting for the decisions so we'll see what was extremely cool though is that uh, I've been in contact with a weather guy called Hendrik and he's a good friend of mine he's the friend I have that is the most experienced sailor and I met up with him or like out of pure coincidence he was in Florida during our stop here so he came down to Fort Lauderdale and we had dinner and this guy he's around 50 years old and he's a business coach so he's been bitch he's been coaching like leaders and CEOs of big companies and and has and we had dinner he invited me for dinner and shared some awesome really cool advice on how to communicate better and how to because in the group we are right now of course we we fight there's there's argues and there's things like during our meetings and I'm experiencing that the the meetings that we have generally are relatively inefficient and I'm not sure how to express that from a position where they call me princess muffin and I'm 25 years old and they are 40 plus 40 all of them um and he told me this beautiful technique where you, you tell what you're obs- observing, exactly what you're observing, what, you th- what that makes you think, and then what, me- what that makes you feel, and then you express what you want. So for an example, if you, if you see someone getting angry on you, like you are clenching your fist, you are, your eyes are getting more narrow, and that makes me think, are you angry with me? Is, is, is this pers- person angry with me? And that makes me feel a bit scared. And now I want to know, are you angry with me? Instead of saying, you're angry with me, ba ba ba, like saying you are this or you are that. And when you observe, apparently you have to, you have to be extremely, and this is the hardest part, according to Hendrik, you have to be saying it exactly as it is without polarized feelings without like getting in your feelings you cannot say you are angry because you can't know if someone is angry you can only say what you see and what every witness around would agree upon and um, then I told Henrik, like, Henrik, look, I'm younger than all of these guys. I've been trying to express my ideas and my feelings, and I feel like they don't listen to me. They call me Princess Muffin. Like, I kind of feel hopeless. It kind of feels hopeless expressing what I want to express to these people. And he just looked me into the eyes and he said, Adam, that's perfect. Kites only lift against the wind. So 
So after an inspiring dinner with Hendrik, which was felt extremely good. I'm back. I'm back in the boat, back at it, back on the move, still alive, still breathing. Still feeling grateful for the challenges that life brings. I have a strong feeling I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Ultimately, I'd like to say that I get it. It's not super obvious to love everything as yourself, to understand oneness, to feel that you are one with everything. It's quite easy to think that you are separated. I used to think that. I feel that way sometimes as well. It's not like I'm always like, I'm connected to everything like a tree that has its roots all over the earth always. No, 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 no. I feel lonely. Right now I feel kind of lonely. And I used to be sure. When I was training windsurfing professionally, I used to train with the Polish team and I was training with a guy called Pavel and he's a Catholic and he decided he didn't want to have sex with anyone except the woman he would marry like Catholic people do and he explained why and what like the background for it to me <clears throat> and I found it kind of inspiring I was 16 at the time wow he's really determined uh, to only share this kind of intimacy with the like one woman the only one, the moment he decides to spend his rest of his life with. So I decided at 16 years old, I'm only gonna say I love you to the woman I feel like I want to spend the rest of my life with. And sitting here, I feel kind of sorry for the girlfriend I had at the time. I kind of hope she's listening to this. Choosing love, choosing oneness, planting that seed inside of us, giving it water, letting it grow, might just be the only way this planet is going to survive. Amanda, you were right and I was wrong. I see that now. Perhaps I'll even send you this podcast even though we haven't spoken in like a year. And that's going to be weird. But weird is fun. Later on in my life, I met another woman who reflected a kind of love that made my heart burst open.
and it felt like it was bigger than me bigger than us as big as this universe basically and I experienced feeling that I could love a star in the sky just the same way I loved her because of the love she reflected in me I find I found that love in my heart and I could find that love within the heart when I was with my mom with my sister with my dad and in nature And perhaps it sounds cheesy and My Little Pony or Barbie and you know what, my name is anyways Princess Muffin so I'm telling you this from this place, all colorful and rainbowy. Because separation, us believing that we're separate from this world, is the reason why people cut down trees, is the reason why people throw trash, is the reason why people don't give a shit about our environment and we are about to go extinct. This is the next step in our human evolution, I think. And I'm talking from you from a place of feeling very lonely and not being fully connected to these feelings. But I know that I have been connected to these feelings. After doing my yoga practice, after being been surfing all day or after the day I was sewing that mainsail on the boat I felt that I could love my hand in the same way I could love that wave or that dolphin or that star in the sky when I was standing on my night watch just seeing the moon and the stars and the feeling the wind because when I'm in such a place love arise in me thoughts of doing a journey like this because my heart tells me I want to do it my body wants to do it my mind wants to do it and I'd want to do it for the benefit of everything on this planet and that's why I'm sharing it with you on this podcast Exactly. Uh -huh.